really do feel as if the school should be presenting a countersuit. I get not at this particular time because all these tapes and what happened as it came out, but someone should be making some parents responsible is all I know. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of 13 Reasons Why, Season 1, Episode 10, Take 5, Side B. This episode was written by Nathan Lewis Jackson and directed by Carl Franklin. I gave this one an 8.6 out of 10. I actually enjoyed the pace of this one. The dialogue is a little chunky in some pieces, particularly between Clay and Sherry. I don't know how many times they had to go back and forth on the same thing. I did have feelings on how Clay was dealing with the situation, but overall I felt as if now that the whole secret is out, everything else is kind of gathering momentum as we get to what the bigger transgression, I should say, is going to be. I do believe it has something to do with this party. I also think something happened between Bryce and Hannah. I still stand by that. And I also am really getting disenchanted with some of these characters like Courtney. She's someone I could care less about because she's being a straight up absolute and utter denial bitch. And I can't deal with that. At least a lot of the other characters are coming to terms with the fact that, okay, someone good knows about the shitty things we've done. And maybe just maybe this is not the wrong thing for this shit to come out because there are better bigger things at state versus I said she had a fat ass or I published I love that he said that too I published a poem he raped a guy two different scenarios in which I'm not gonna feel I'm gonna have the spotlight on me but I guess this is high school and it matters so much what other people perceive you involved in but yeah this is um I can see why this is controversial, but I do appreciate some factors pulling back into that high school 90210 drama type of area because I think this show works better there than it does trying to make a particular moralistic argument about something. And I guess I could see where that would, I may not have even made sense in that sentence, but it makes sense to me. So I'm going to not do scene by scene on this one. As I stated in the previous, I think it's better to just start with characters and run through the list of what we learned. So I'm going to start with Justin and Jessica. We, I thought last episode that he was at the point where he was going to confess what's going on. She cried in his arms. She needs him. But no, this is a moment in which he is having sex with her to alleviate some of the fears that maybe they're splitting apart or there's a problem between them no he didn't uh he didn't do that he's still keeping quiet they discuss about how he hasn't been over since the night of the party and then he quickly leaves but he does notice that she's been drinking heavily because he sees a bottle under her bed but he's not saying anything about it and It is haunting him when he's alone, but other than that, he's pretending himself. 
even with this friendship with Bryce, like every time I see Bryce hug Justin, it just creeps me out. And then where Jessica went at the end of this episode, yeah, she's definitely spiraling completely out of control right now. She knows something is wrong down in her gut, but I find her reaction 10 times more understandable that she is in, like in denial versus say like Courtney. <laughs> she had something happen to her that was absolutely tragic. And then when you get this idea a little bit later with Jessica that she, you know, she's got this army father she knows how to handle a gun so that's gotta fuck with your psyche that you believe you're a strong protected sheltered person that you can handle your own and then this terrible thing happens to you while you're incapacitated and you're helpless and you're weak and that's going to cause a different break in your psyche versus hey my sexuality came out in a photo no one even knew was me and now I'm going to keep pretending as if someone's just lying about this whole entire, like, Hannah must have been a liar. Like, everybody's, like, at that table, like, bitch, it was true what she said about me. About you? Uh-huh. About you? Uh-huh. About you? Oh, okay. So, stop saying that. And it really pisses me off that they have a female character being the one that is adamantly saying over and over again, Hannah must have been lying. So they do meet up at the school the next day. She's very sexually promiscuous now. I'm not sure she was like that before, but she wants to take him to the auditorium and the theater so that they can get it on. But he is kind of like, I need to focus on school and you should focus on school. He's trying to keep people on the right track. You saw this in a flashback too, which is a black guy I've never seen before, but it stood out because in that flashback Justin's like oh no you're not gonna smoke weed with us because you've got scouts coming and this that and the other thing you see Bryce trying to be like well that's the time to relax and you have Justin being that person that's like I know I'm tainted I know Bryce is tainted however I don't want everyone that we like if you're a good person he's not trying to corrupt you in that sense at least not to the extent that it will sabotage you and I find that an interesting trait of Justin's and it because she says the words you were you're to protect me and she's talking about how he won the little Justin for her and you can see it hitting she's trying to confront the situation without confronting the situation and she's trusting that he's telling her the truth and I think Clay is right He's the only one that's going to be able to say, no, this happened to you. You have to deal with it, even if it means I'm complicit and I fucked up because I did not protect you that night like I was supposed to. And then I didn't say anything afterwards. There was an interesting bit of tidbit when you saw the kids together when Zach was talking, which Zach, back off. Marcus is kind of like, he's almost coming into the, uh, like, hey, we got his credibility shot. But at the same time, I'm not down with throwing him in another car and trying to Tony Montana his ass. That's just ridiculous. And he's even getting on board with, well, maybe this isn't so bad if it comes out. Because maybe Bryce will be prosecuted. And Zach's the only one that brings up a very valid point. Do you actually think he's going to be prosecuted for his crimes? And I think that coupled with what we learned last week, 
but I guess it goes back again to what the mother said Mrs. Jensen doesn't matter what happens after the fact it matters that you say something and I think that's where most of our students are getting to that point of okay yeah maybe my knee-jerk reaction was fuck but now that time is by processing and i've like everyone else seemed to have probably went through these tapes in a night clay's the only one taking off fucking week or two damn weeks to get through these tapes and they've had a moment and they're like okay well yeah maybe just maybe something needs to be said about what could or could not have happened whether i believe it or not but he doesn't want to get frisky he doesn't want to turn the light off he doesn't want to throw things like she wants to escalate some type of react like she just wants to be chaotic and he's not down with it and he feels guilty about it so he walks away and she ends up knocking the the lamp down she's been bent she's lying to her family about that and then we have because justin and jessica move on to jessica spiraling and then jessica and bryce so bryce has also even though he sees this as his girl there was a comment where he was like oh why don't you share or let us get a turn to or something to that effect and justin looked back at him like seriously they have to come to blows at some point and i think that is going to happen i think justin is holding on to the 18 whatever plus years of whatever friendship they've had uh whatever rice has done for him but i think when it comes to jessica he may have just crossed a line that justin can't get over him crossing like i said they said they always share so i don't know how much in the past justin has been complicit in this or if he's just maybe suspected i don't know they don't really go into that and i hope they do but jessica has been looking at bryce not in a way that is sexual or anything like i like you but bryce is kind of like if you want to do something corrupt i'm not going to stop you (laughs) i'm going to encourage that behavior a little bit my theory thrown out because i thought that the mr jensen was the drug dealer at the school because <laughs> i was going in the 90210 direction but it seems like this kid is a dealer but he says it's not my regular guy and how marcus took his weed yesterday so I, i'm glad they gave me a time frame between the episodes and he ends up buying some more she gets in the car busts him and he's like fuck girl and then she's like and i love the close-up angles of each of their faces because you can see uh, there's so much playing between jessica and she knows that this part like hearing what this person did to her and then kind of testing that boundary of will he slip up will he be uncomfortable how will he act she's looking for something that proves what hannah was saying and i think part of her there is a part of her that knows that hannah would not have lied to her in this way and i think she that's her way of like it needs to explode for her to be able to confront it so she's trying to push confrontations first with justin by throwing things at him like we'll throw something back at me you know what are you gonna do about it and then she's pushing bryce where uh it was so uncomfortable her getting in there saying smoke and he's like well you can come back to my place what about your boyfriend what about him he's at practice he'll meet up with us later and then she says well come over to mine and he does 
and she goes at one she gets high after two tokes and if you've never smoked yeah two tokes can get you high (laughs) significantly and she opens her dad's gun collection saying if my dad knew he would not um he would not approve i don't approve of the fact that these pay what do these parents do that they're gone for days there is just no way in hell i don't care if you're 16 17 it's gonna be very difficult for me to go away for a couple of days and leave you without supervision i can't see myself doing it ever even in the seven like i'm going on vacation to jamaica where you going to your dad's you're not gonna sit at my house by yourself that's just asking asking for trouble (laughs) that you i mean i just don't see how this continues to happen with these parents where they're just like yeah my dad will be won't be home for like three days you can come over to my i get bryce's parents they seem to be rich and neglectful which is probably the reason why he ended up being molded into the person he is and i think these are all backstories we're gonna get i'm not i'm not at all going to be defending a rapist but there are elements that do pile on to these type of things so i expect that his parents wealth and his parents influence are definitely going to come or become a factor in this so let's move on to sherry and clay i know this is mimi's favorite couple here even though they're not a couple they go back and forth about what happened on the tape with sherry the night of the party so hannah comes downstairs she can't move she's playing the piano and i appreciate the fact that hannah said these are the second mistakes i made because i think it needs to be clear that she made these mistakes and i feel like clay is a defendant of hannah i get it you're in love with you were in love with her she was your friend but i felt the whole entire episode why are you giving sherry so much shit for something hannah herself could not admit to doing and you're trying to see her as the better person and why can't you see that both of these women did something that was terrible it could have could because i'm still in that camp led to the death of someone probably did because there was a down stop sign so it was a traffic accident they knocked the stop sign down this was a kid she ran off would this person would sherry face charges for this maybe i think it would be minor i think she is someone who never really made a mistake she had a moment she freaked the fuck out i think that what hannah did was enough to actually like it's not her fault that they interpreted hey there's been an accident oh it's the accident that i'm not referring to that's up to the 911 dispatcher that's kind of and then that hannah didn't say anything the next day and the next day and she says oh i stood outside their house and i never said anything well why are you being so i don't even know about sherry too well i guess i do because sherry's like well i can't possibly (laughs) go tell these people i may have killed their son because of course they're going to react and blame you they need someone to blame and they're going but this is the job of the police the police should have seen the stop like i am so off on this whole intersection accident situation even if you thought the kid was drunk um i forgot his name jake if he thought he was drunk why was he not given a sobriety test 
that's something as a parent you would just demand uh not only that why didn't you factor in the fact that there was a down stop sign whether you thought it was a contributing factor as well as a police officer that is your duty to draw a diaphragm of the police scene actually as someone who worked in insurance in the bali injury department i know for a fact there's a reconstruction report done at every death by uh i should say every vehicle vehicular death caused you have to do a reconstruction report you do have to do blood work to see if the person was drunk beers in the car would not have been enough of an indication to say oh this guy was drunk when he clearly said he was going on a beer run several times did they not talk to anyone at the party this whole thing seems very shoddy and this is where i really shit on the show sometimes because if you're going to make a point make it in a respectful realistic way if you're not then don't bother trying to play it any other type of way and i may have made a very contradictory statement with that but it's annoying that they don't like they're just like oh this is all so serious but i can't even be bothered to put in the very basic details that would not even exacerbate some of these storylines like the sherry one where it should not have been a secret that she's keeping clay talks to her in the in the school what was that the bleachers outside by the field and they kind of go back and forth like you should have done something you should tell someone they haven't even talked about the rape anymore (laughs) uh i'm still just and that's where i'm like with clay too like bitch you keep judging everybody else and how they have their secrets and what they should do about them but you're keeping their secrets as well and you're not doing anything either and you are aware of the fact at this point that something sexual did go down you confronted justin about it never mind jessica then he says well i'm not gonna go to the police because nothing's gonna happen but did you not listen to your mother who said it still needs to be reported why didn't you tell mr porter even if i'm still convinced mr porter every time he shows up with a shady ass <laughs> has something going on to do with it so alex defends tyler from monty um i just didn't want to forget this really quickly and monty's back at school after being suspended what's up with him being a loose cannon and does he have like a thing for sherry because he says stay away from her and sherry was like no i'm fine with tyler i can just talk to him uh because tyler's the one that comes up and says i saw you talking to clay she's like how the fuck did i saw it through a lens he is not even trying to hide the fact that he's just a creeper and he says look me and you we were cool with clay before all this we don't want him to release the tapes we could just have a conversation with him both these two were not involved in getting clay set up they don't seem to have any malicious intent tyler even says clay was the only person that was nice to me um it kind of even feels like sherry was like yeah i didn't really have a problem with you tyler (laughs) like no one you're just weird and you cross lines you have crossed them several times and that that i think even tyler feels in some way okay well maybe i did deserve everyone throwing rocks at my window for it but if i'm to be punished then everyone else should be and now he switched to well let's just try to keep clay calm cool and collected and not releasing these tapes sherry says she wants to prove to clay 
that she's not like the other people because she really did like him i did not get this indication whatsoever in any of the flashbacks i'm sorry or maybe she just thought hey she's for he's for hannah i mean he was very much for hannah so maybe she's like yeah well that's where his heart's at so i'm not gonna make any efforts but i do like that sherry is now was sherry drunk at the party or was she lying because i felt like she was pretty like when you go to hannah being wasted versus sherry whether she had a drink or not any of these kids drinking underage is already in it that's why i'm kind of like this kid had beer in the car no one decided to talk to the parents like you know what how the fuck did he where did where did liquor come from uh so sherry has or text an address to clay because she wants to show that she's making up for her mistakes and she has involved herself in the Cantrells, which is the other couple that was involved in the accident however clay's like that's not enough you need to go to the atkins house and confess what you did they go back and forth where she's like it's my secret i will tell him eventually but i i don't want to screw up the rest of my life for this and it's an understandable conflict and i do believe at some point sherry will possibly say something but i think without like again there is no concrete evidence because the police didn't do their fucking job that this stop sign was the actual factor um if you went down this street every day would you think a down stop sign should be like let me just roll through it no um (laughs) i think uh, it's it it's a catch-22 like i said when the police don't do their job and they don't actually uh what did the insurance company say like that's why i'm like this doesn't even make sense to me i can't and maybe because it is a vehicular accident and it's my my uh level of expertise on how this would have played out that i find this whole accident thing just a whole bunch of shit yeah that's probably why i am so rough on it because there's just no way in hell there would not have been if not a legal a insurance responsible party no way in hell clay then goes to the atkins house and says that jeff was a friend of mine and i i don't it's another thing where i like the pace of this episode even though i didn't like all the conversations but he goes there and he says you know i was it was nice to know that he had been feeling guilty about this that he thought that his friend lied to them him and did this really stupid thing but then i was like he's the one that told you he was going for a beer run he's the one that said i'm not drinking um i'm sober sherry was sober for the most part i think she was freaking out about what her, her dad did there was no damage to the car um they weren't involved in the accident like i said they were uh involved in kid hits fixed object that's why i said it's an accident whether it caused another accident it's still an accident i don't think she'd be facing criminal charges for it even without reporting it and i've seen people do some shit uh that they might get ticketed for but no this is not as as um life shattering to sherry even though it did lead to someone driving we don't know the factors of speed in the accident maybe the cantrells were going too fast maybe jeff was going too fast again i just i need to get over this i do (laughs) it's too much when it is actually your job 
and he says i was mad at him and i just wanted you to know now this was fucked up that he did clay found his body that was some new news that i did not know and that he's the one that originally called 911. he's the one that heard the crash i wish i saw this playing out on clay all season because i did not we knew that there was his friend jeff we knew that he had another person that died you even have alex checking in with him after the death like hey that was your friend he died and and he does have you know he had some lingering things going on about that and then he had uh, a conversation where and hannah was being over like get the fuck <laughs> i don't like i was not a fan of hannah either i am really sorry that this um what happened everything that happened to her is an empathetic road to take but she's also equally fucking annoying and i just have to throw it out there she just is i understand you're you're bogged down by your own guilt but to the point where you put it in these damn tapes why <laughs> oh i'm never gonna get over the premise never ever 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 so that's pretty much we we got covered with the kids this week um clay and tony in the episode uh at the park where he says you're about to listen to your tape we know that he had some intimate encounter with with uh, hannah clearly she told him to fuck off somewhere and he got in his feelings and left and yeah so he says we're about to listen to your tape he's like i don't want to do it and he's like but you got to and that's the next episode what else in this episode the baker club tape club they met up once um i think i covered that the other part that i guess to touch on is the lawsuit that i still shouldn't i still don't feel is a lawsuit i thought what the school was offering for the settlement actually was rather reasonable and i fully fully on board with the idea and the the sentence no amount of money is going to make up for what for the loss of a life and what i feel in this settlement offer was the school saying we're willing to sacrifice like we're gonna we're not taking this out of insurance this is money that would go to the school we're going to put certain actions in place da 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 and she's like well why wasn't in there before and they were like yeah there was a policy in there before there of course there's a policy there usually is and this goes back to my part of the schools that i'm just I st- you're not in charge of parenting my child <laughs> you shouldn't be and these bakers definitely had an accountability factor in their child's neglect and there's no getting around that so when miss baker comes on screen with those kate wash and that goddamn sad face every time i understand you're mourning your daughter but to me she comes off like one of those desperate housewives where it's like i am taking no responsibility for anything i'm doing everyone else must feel bad and i'm gonna throw my daughter's death in anyone's face to get the answer or the outcome that makes me feel less blameless or full of blame and i hate it i hate it like her uh accosting uh, mrs jensen in the restroom come on she even says it three times we should not be having this conversation and she made a point just like going into the principal's office saying 
you know, we're, I'm being nice to you because I really do actually feel bad for you. And you know that I feel bad. I'm not being a cold, calculating, bitchy. No one is actually being political here. And I think that's where <laughs> I really lose it with how the Bakers are, uh, not even Mr. Baker. I feel as if he has some uh, bit of semblance of, eh, you know, maybe we should start trying to heal from this by learning and not by assigning fault. And there's not to say there isn't blame to be assigned and more primarily so. I mean, but no one full, there were so many factors going into what was wrong with Hannah, even with the, in my opinion, huge thought process that Bryce may have molested her and she witnessed a molestation that would fuck anyone's brain up. And then she felt unable to, for whatever reason, to not say anything about it or the accident that caused another death the same night. She went through her own amount of psychological trauma of right and wrong. But that was still a decision she made. Whether, I mean, it was a wrong decision. She says it was a wrong decision. I'm not going to feel bad saying she fucked up. And she knows she fucked up. And it led to other things that were more fucked up that led to her uh, feeling that suicide was the only option for her. And like I said, if there is a moment where she may have confessed to an adult, I think at that point, it then becomes the responsibility of who she confessed to. And if that ends up being Mr. Porter, then I will say there's some, some responsibility on the school's part, but it does label down to one person versus an active, like the, I still am, in my opinion, don't see a bullying. And I have someone who'd been bullied and that's just a fact. I've watched other kids be bullied. My daughter has been bullied herself. I'm not seeing anything in the school that would that's happening in the school that any one of those teachers except for the people who be seeing shit happen outside <laughs> now there does need to be a hall monitor system i'm not saying there shouldn't be changes and that's what the school is saying we're not saying there shouldn't be changes there should be changes and you should be compensated on the fact that what we could have done more but there should never be a takeaway that the parent shouldn't have done more the first part being don't let your fucking kid come home when the lights are down and ain't no fucking parent around talking about where you been at what the hell y'all at a party oh i was just having a whole conversation with a friend about that i was like i have no understanding <laughs> none people say i'm supposed to i don't live in that type of america and maybe if more people lived in my type of america this shit wouldn't go down and that is all my feelings on this episode. Some of it is just repetitive dialogue I've had before. So I am sorry, but that's the message they're pushing. So I have to keep pushing back against it. But overall, I do think that the show is starting to emerge a little bit more. And everything has been a lot of setup. I, I will feel better when this is more actively out. Because there has to be. I will not accept that Jessica leaves the season without saying, I was molested. I need to get justice for that. And if Hannah was too, then definitely. And I even feel like I still have a hard time with these kids. 
<laughs> have a really hard time because i really like sherry and what she's trying to do and i was defending her earlier but at the same time girl if you listen to all them damn tapes you didn't write nobody's anonymous fucking letter y'all is too damn smart even for your own secrets to be um and the fact that they even had it in this episode a character saying it makes it worse so let's now get on to our feedback So Queen Mimi's coming through with her thoughts. She says, what it do, Stina? Okay, so I kind of figured out that Jeff was the other student that died, but how he died, I am shook. I know I was totally on Sherry's side and I wanted her with Clay, but what she did was pretty fucked up. I mean, there's no way for us to know for sure if the accident was caused by they're not having a stop sign, but one can assume that A plus B equals C. Not always. <laughs> not always. But I... I it's a fair assumption to say that at least is an option and her helping the older couple is commendable but it doesn't dissolve her of all the wrongdoing that's true i admit that too though even though i was giving shit for to clay for saying you need to speak up he's right she does need to speak up <laughs> she's never going to be able to move on even trying to put a bomb on the wound um until she confronts what she did i again i don't think at i feel the police failed everyone not this 15 16 year old girl who did something stupid admittedly however it, it like i said there's too many other things that could have been a factor as well because uh, anytime you come to a cross section like i don't want to get into insurance jargon but as someone who works in insurance there's called uh, this thing uh, comp neg where there could be many outside factors and inside factors in an accident and believe it or not most people think when they're on the road that all those rules that they learn and uh, to pass the driver's test no longer apply that's not true and I have to have that conversation with a lot of people a lot of times about comp neg which means just because you hit my car doesn't mean particularly at a t-bone that's always the case um of who has majority responsibility or is there shared responsibility yes there could have been a down stop sign and say uh because i didn't see who was leaving who wait i was trying to visualize and the impact did, uh, to be fair the impact did not make a whole lot of sense to me uh i was trying to see because it sounded like he was hit on the driver's side again this sucks that this is my job but he was hit on the driver's side door and yet you saw the other couple it looked like they were spun like it did not it was not a, an intersection accident where it felt as if he pushed through the sign and then they were coming straight and they may have pushed him a little bit further that could be it um a little bit to the side I, I'm, I'm visualizing it in my head uh, but he still would have went into a believe it or not if you don't even see a stop sign when going through an intersection um you're anytime there's a four-way stop they have it in the book uh even without a down stop sign he would have been able a to see that down stop sign look at the fucking post he would have secondly and that we put negligence on drivers when they even die it's like uh what were you thinking 
um did he pull out too soon was someone if someone was coming forward and you you just blew through the stop sign and then they just were driving you didn't have enough time to look over and see them that's what comp med comes into the play every accident has what were you doing and how did you react and if you reacted appropriately again the insurance company and um the police failed significantly at this crime scene and they didn't portray it right so i can't even i should just let it go and i keep trying to explain it but i'm stuck now because this is my ocd thing but go back to your point a b c a plus b can equal c but it's more likely that the worst thing that would have been done to sherry is that her insurance company would have been possibly a responsible party or she would have been a responsible party and made to monetarily take care of some things possibly but that's only if that was the conclusion that was made that her hitting that stop sign earlier was the actual thing that caused the accident and i don't think you're going to be able to make that correlation because despite it being down it's almost like i'm trying to make a good example (laughs) so um shit and there is one trust me in insurance there's a lot of different situations where this would not have been the fault it would have still been the fault of the drivers because when you're driving you have um a due diligence to your road to what you're looking at to the your surroundings people for some reason don't think that and <laughs> you do you can't put fault on something if you go to a four-way interact section and i'm sticking on this you, you are required to make a left and a right turnaround whether you thought that that thing was down or not you're still at an intersection that's still the law you still have to take a moment before crossing through unless it's a red or a green light that's the only way in which the t-boning can happen and you did blow through a light rolling through a stop sign yes that can uh, definitely um because you didn't make an actual stop the stop sign not being there is not the the full i should say part of the equation Damn, I went on again and again about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she continues, and her helping the older couple is commendable, but it doesn't dissolve her of any wrongdoing. Yeah, like she should have, she should have taken her part. It's just not going to be as criminal or life altering as she thinks it is. And if she had talked to someone, she would have known that. I'll admit that she's different from the rest of the group. She's not a terrible person and seemingly kind hearted, and I don't think she was drunk and driving. I don't think so either. Like, first and foremost if you are gonna drink and drive uh ain't no way you're gonna be able to do a backflip and i'm not saying that you can't i don't think she was intoxicated she was ready to go she was very talkative like the person that was drunk in the car was hannah (laughs) she was very clear like she was helping her out like let me get you in the car like you okay you want me to get you some water you look fucked up she continues i think she just knew she would get in a lot of trouble for being at that party and not paying attention while driving so she drove off and that's something stupid that a high school child would do but it doesn't change the fact that she did what she did was wrong all mistakes have consequences and she needs to answer for what she did i'm a strong believer in karma and that everything you do in the dark comes to light at some point whether you're ready or not we don't know what clay's done yet but i do feel like once he finds out he's still gonna feel like hannah needs justice 
even if his personal tape is horrendous. I don't even think his personal tape is horrendous. I think that Hannah just threw him in this mess. I guess we'll find out next episode for certain. You already know. But I don't think what he did was nearly... I feel as if he may have played out and she may have played out a situation where, well, Clay, you could have done something and that's why you're on this tape. Because I feel as if she threw him in the same category as Alex. And I don't really feel as if Alex did anything wrong. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I just don't. So I have an indication that I might feel the exact same way with Clay. Uh, She says she continues. I have a sneaking suspicion. Clay's tape is going to be something we never anticipated. Hannah did like him. We know that. And I'm pretty sure they were making out at Jessica's party. So I think we'll finally have confirmation on that. But since Clay's tape is next, we're going to find out. I'm uh, real sad about Jeff because he was super fine. (laughs) He was so fine, super fine. Jeff can get it. Jeff was just a sweet kid, I felt. You know, he's like, yeah, I had two beers, but that was uh, two hours ago. Uh, This is Coca-Cola. He even showed him. That's why I was really thrown off by Clay's reaction. I was mad at him because I thought he lied to me. Because you thought beer was in the car and he told you he was going for a run? That don't make no damn sense. She continues, I know according to everything we've seen, he's straight, but Alex still comes off as gay to me, right? I am not convinced he isn't. They love, or they keep hitting, hinting that he's still in love with Jessica, but I just cannot get over the fact that I think he's gay. It's the nose ring, I think. I think you can be gay and still love a woman. I've known plenty of men that have even slept with women and they're like yeah I've had a child with this person (laughs) and I love them to death I just don't and it's not to say that he's not uh bisexual I think that he does um I think he's confused maybe about his sexuality I think there's something about Jessica and you can love someone and you're really close to them and you just feel this connection and you can think it's something and you may want it to be sexual and you wanting it to be sexual doesn't mean that you still aren't ignoring that other part of you that knows differently in your heart who you are and what you're um, more attracted to, right? So no, I don't. I think it's perfectly fine that he's totally in love with Jessica. Uh, still, I think Jessica loves Alex, but for whatever reason, I'm still not thrown. Like she gave it up to Justin, but she wasn't going to give it to Alex. Or maybe it's because Alex wouldn't commit. I was not sure why they broke up. My last point is about Bryce. I don't understand why everyone is protecting him. It's really infuriating. The fact that Jessica is still hanging out with him at her house and drinking with him, even though all of her so-called friends know what he did, and Justin just keeps letting it happen over and over again. I don't think that he knows about her being like i think that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back is jessica fucking with i think she wants the truth to come out as i was explaining in my breakdown i think she's pushing and pushing and pushing to see what happens to see if someone breaks because right now all she has is the words of the people around her and some fragmented memories that she doesn't trust or doesn't want to trust Uh, So she's protecting herself by not fully uh, acknowledging that part, um, hiding behind the trauma. But I do believe that she is uh, 
beginning to to test these relationships between Justin and Bryce to see how they react that to inform her as she's just spiraling because she's she's traumatized which is understandable but I agree it's definitely cringeworthy she says he claims to care about her more than anyone and anything but he seems it seems to me he's doing everything in his power to protect himself not Jessica Jessica is a fucking train wreck and he knows why and all he's doing is ignoring her utter despair because that is better for him it's grinding on my nerves and I really need someone anyone to step up and make this right the poor girl is crying out for help just like Hannah was and no one is listening because they're too butthurt about their own secrets that's why I'll be looking at Clay like I don't know why you own a goddamn pedestal because you ain't said shit the next episode is the episode I've been waiting for I cannot wait to wait any longer for this one also since we know Clay is in the next tape I hope Hannah made a tape for her parents because they are not taking any responsibility for this and I feel like there's no way a parent should feel blameless in a situation like this not seeing the signs that their child was sad and depressed if you don't notice your child's despair who will thank you anywho until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic and we're saying this as parents we're parents ourselves there's not uh, you know and i get there i had this very interesting conversation um with a, a friend of my brother-in-law who is a trump supporter yeah yeah i gotta deal with that shit uh <laughs> luckily i mean he let me curse him the fuck out he was trying to make some points but um there was quite a bit where i'm like okay we're not gonna agree like we agreed on some things but i was like dude we're not gonna like seriously you're my brother-in-law but i can't fucks with you um if you come around me talking about anything about some fucking trump like i honestly see you in a whole different light and but then when i heard him talking he really i mean just all trump supporters fucking stupid like half of them just seem so god damn in fucking la la land like you're talking to me about some legislation like what i don't even feel like you're doing your due diligence sir (laughs) you know you keep talking about the other party that is what people do it's like the same shit y'all did with hillary well this person did this person and i just brought this up to y'all last in another podcast take the progression of the republican party from 1880 to now it's a whole different landscape that's what time fucking does oh people are so frustrating i swear <laughs> oh 89 are sheep and the other 11 of us are really trying to just live a good life in which our sanity is kept in check and we may possibly may reach some of these sheepish people with some actual knowledge that changed their perspective and that's just life i can't focus any further on any much more and that is definitely the episode (laughs) because no one wants me going off in a tangent and this is already long enough so if you want to send feedback on the next episode you can send that to blackhawkcouch at gmail.com you can send it via email in written format or you can send it via audio you can find this podcast blackhawk couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe 
Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black our magic.